Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now... Live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Morrell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. So what did Will Perdue have to say about Nikola Jokic getting kicked out of the Bulls game yesterday? That I will play for you after the trifecta. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is 670 to score, and it's going to be a doozy today. If you love me, like if you really love me, then you're going to be with me all day. I'm here from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, tonight by myself, rolling solo. Got some good guests today. Uh, got Tyler Ferengal holding down producing duties with our brother. Good to see you again. And, yeah, man, just just stick with me. That's all I got to say. Tyler asked, how was I? I said, man, down in the dump still, but stick with me. So I'm going to need text messages. I'm going to need phone calls. I'm going to need... All that stuff to keep me going today. All right. Not that I need the energy, but just, you know, keep me motivated and uplifted. I might need that. All right. But uh, we're going to start the way we always do. I call it the trifecta. These are the top three stories of the day, just in my mind, things that I've been thinking about. And today, all I've been thinking about is Justin Fields. Talk to the press today. And so this trifecta is just solely based around Justin Fields and what he's been saying. Because, you know, in the beginning of the year, you know, he's feeling good. Smiles. Then things started to go bad. He saw him kind of become stoic and just, I don't know. He didn't really like it. Then he's won a couple games and he's felt kind of good. And he understands he's better than Tyson Bajan. He's one of the better, you know, what he feels like is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And and so we get to listen to the uh, to the press conference and, and see some takeaways. So let's get this trifecta started. Number three. So number three uh, story, as I mentioned, these, are all, these all have to do with Justin Fields in his press conference. But uh, one of my takeaways was, him saying that he was going to be back in Cleveland. Now, we know what happened the last time he was there. Six for 20. 68 yards. He had more sacks than he had completions. Nine sacks, and the Bears lost 26 to 20. And Justin uh, talked about what that'll be like uh, to be back in Cleveland. The last time you guys played a regular season game there was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. What have you learned since your first ever start and now that, that has helped you in these sorts of situations? 
I mean, I, you can go on and on. I learned a lot of stuff. Like you said, that was, what, two years ago. So a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't you uh, it's a lot of stuff, you know, that's first start in the NFL to, to now. So I've definitely learned a lot. Sure. Your lasting memory from that day? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, you know, uh, just being back in Ohio, first start, everybody excited. And then, of course, getting sacked, too. So um, <laughs> hopefully uh, we can change that going back this weekend. But, yeah. Now, if you remember, you know, he, he played in the Cincinnati game before that. So Andy Dalton was taking on Cincinnati before that Cleveland game. Got hurt in the middle. Justin had to come in for a little bit there. And then that's when they started discussing whether or not he was going to be the starter. And it was also in week one, he had two completions. So it's not like he didn't play until week three against Cleveland. Week one, he had two completions, just real quick. You know, something hurt wrong with my thumb, Andy Dalton. Week two, Andy Dalton gets hurt. Justin comes in. And then, of course, he starts week three. And, and we know what happened. But like he said, he's a completely different quarterback. I wish he would have just talked about that more. Like, guys, come on. That was week one. This is what I did not do well. Like a super humble approach, right? This is not what I this is what I did not do well. This is what I did not know. And this is what I do differently now. And this is why, you know, the result is gonna be much different. My performance will be different two years removed from that. But all that stuttering he was doing, he sounded like a little bit PT, a little bit of PTSD. <laughs> number two. Alright, number two takeaway from Justin Fields here on 670 to score Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you till nine o'clock. You know, I played a lot of this yesterday. Jaquan Brisker talking about Justin Fields when he was with um, Jaquan. When Jaquan Brisker was talking about Bernstein and Holmes on Tuesday, every Tuesday for that matter. And he stepped up and he was like, what do we got to do? We got to like, you know, be more vocal about it. The players on the team. And it was good to hear Justin talk about what he thought about the no roughing calls as well. Justin, uh, Jaquan Brisker told us, suggested the other day that, you know, other teams are being told to do dirty stuff to you to with lateness that agree with that and what do you think about Jaquan Brisker's comments kind of going to bat for you? I mean I don't know what other teams are saying to their or what other coaches are saying to their team, so I don't have a comment on that, but I mean maybe Jaquan knows something I don't, so yeah. Do the refs have to be more aware like before game I mean or? I talk to him before every game. So literally talk to um, the ref before every game it happened on the first play of the game and didn't get a call so I mean I really can't do anything about it so I just get up and move on to the next play. Is that astonishing that you talk to him before the game and then the very first play? It's, um, it's just kind of frustrating but um, not really astonishing because it you know happens a lot so. Justin Fields right there shout out to Mark Grody asking some good questions. Um, I think that you know it's probably like what you say to them. Right? Like, hey, instead of like, hey, man, you know they're going to come after me today. Watch it. It's got to be like, you got to come with more stats. Like when you go to your boss for a raise, you should never go to your boss for a raise and be like, man, I do a lot here. You should give me some more money. No. When you come with facts. Hey, I've, I've raised sales this much X percentage. I've, you know, brought in X amount of new clients. I've, you know, whatever that might be, you got to come in with the facts there. And so the same thing would be for Justin when he's talking to the refs. Like, hey, man, two times last week. In the first quarter and in the fourth, I had caught flags with no calls that we mailed into the league. Like, it's things like that with the facts. Last three weeks, I've had six penalties not called. Hey, man, do me a favor and stay you know, stay vigilant with that. And I think, to me, that's something that you got to do. But you got to call it, man. One thing we all know, and, I, I you know, I'm, I'm out every Sunday at, with Fox 32 watching these games with the people at different bars doing middle of that brewing views. And you can hear it every week in the crowd that's there. 
Like, what the hell? Justin Fields. And I know we're homers and we want the call. But we can't be wrong every time when we think that Justin Fields has gotten uh, gotten crushed. So uh, hopefully that won't be the case because Lord knows they're going to try to get after him on Sunday. Number one. All right. Now, that is, you've kind of watched your own improvement throughout the year. Is there a, an area that you're particularly proud of, uh, of growth within the season, uh, something that you're doing much better than? No, not in a specific area. You know, I'm just... Um, like I always say, just trying to look at what I can grow at and, you know, continue to get better at it. That was uh, Justin Fields talking about his growth and, you know, it's a process. Got to grow. Well, you can't, even if you're a Justin hater, and some people call me a Justin hater, I'm just a Justin truther. Um, but one thing you cannot deny is that there has been growth, right? I played earlier the clip of him talking about being back in Cleveland for the first time, where he went six for 20, 68 yards, nine sacks, Bears lose 26 to six. Without question, there's been growth. So, so I mean, it, that just has to happen, right? And I think that that's what we can all agree on, whether you like Justin Fields or not, is that he has grown. It's just how much he's grown and how much more to grow is there uh, with Justin that I think we're all concerned about. And one thing that we all want him to improve on is his pocket presence. And Justin talked about that as well. Yeah, I think just, you know, learning from past mistakes, I think that's the biggest thing where, you know, last year at some points I would just, you know, escape the pocket or, um, you know, just run for no reason. So, um, you know, just trying to move in the pocket, um, fill out the pocket and uh, throw the ball downfield. So. About the, the pocket presence, and you just said that you would just take off for no reason. Is that more like trusting your offensive linemen or trusting yourself that you can hang in there? Not really. It's just kind of a, a field thing, to be honest with you. Um, you know, kind of having that mental clock and listening to your feet. So, um, you know, of course you got to trust your alignment. you got to trust everybody that's on the field. But, yeah, just the mental clock in your head and, you know, kind of just the feel in the pocket. I think that's, that's what it is. So. Yeah, some good things there from Justin. I mean, he's going to need it this weekend, most certainly, as the Bears take on the Cleveland Browns. And you're going to have to use his legs, his arm. I, wonder, I don't know. What do you think, Tyler? What, give me a stat line for Justin Fields on Sunday against the Browns. I'm going to say 18 of 27. Like that. 233 yards. That's excessive. <laughs> two touchdowns. Okay. Oh, can I do rush two or just, sure, just pass? Sure, No, I want the whole thing. All right. Cleveland's going to be bringing a lot of blitzing. So I'm going to say 13 carries. I'm going to be bold on this one. 124 yards. <laughs> Don't put that all in the parlay. I'll take that. No, I'll take that no, right no rushing touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, last week I predicted correctly. I predicted correctly how many completions he'd have. I, you know, I'll tell you the rest of that in a second. All right, there's a trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez hanging out with you till 9 o'clock. And I am broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Um, so last week on Bears Unleashed, if you haven't checked out the show, and set your DVRs. What are you doing every Friday and Saturday? Tyler, I know you don't have it on your DVR yet, but you should. All right. Uh, Bears Unleashed every Friday and Saturday on Fox 32, 10 p.m. Myself, Anthony Heron, and Cassie Carlson. And <clears throat> I actually predicted, I know you guys get on me for what I say about Justin Fields, but I actually predicted he'd have a good game on Sunday against Detroit Lions. I said he was going to be 19 for 23. I thought it was going to be a little bit more accurate. He was 19 for 33, but still 19 nonetheless. I said once between 175 and 225, so I gave him like a 50-yard little window. Fell right in there, 220-something. And I didn't say how many touchdowns he'd have, but I thought he would, you know, have about 50 to 75 rushing yards, and he did. So, I mean, I thought, you know, Justin Fields had a good game, and he's going to need to have a good one. And Cleveland's definitely going to bring it. I hate that phrase. 
definitely going to bring it. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just said that. I feel like I'm on American Idol. But Justin Fields needs to do that. Uh, you know what? We get a chance to talk to Tyus Powell uh, in, like, less than 10 minutes. He's a former Ohio State uh, alum, played DB in the NFL, works for the Browns Radio Network, and he's going to be talking to us about the Cleveland Browns themselves and what he thinks they, they're going to do well and what they're going to do to be able to stop Justin Fields. We'll do that in just a little bit. But I did promise – um, that after the trifecta, I would let you know what Will Purdue thought of the ejection of Jokic yesterday, which was just wrong and odd on so many levels. Everyone was confused. The dude who threw him out to just looked like a scummy guy, like a snaky, scummy guy who doesn't like, like when you say something to him, he just overreacts. Like, hey, buddy, you stepped on my shoe. He's like, I don't give a F if I stepped on your shoe. Like one of those guys, you know what I mean? So? And you're like, whoa, bro, I'm chill. I'm just telling you to relax. Um, but Will Purdue talked about it because he was at the game, so he had a firsthand experience. You know, the interesting thing, I was at the game last night. I didn't work because I wanted to go to the game to watch him play, you know, <laughs> not have to, to comment on it. So I'm actually at the arena. I got there early. I'm talking to Vooch, you know, briefly. I saw Vooch, and I reminded him. I said, hey, your best game last year was against this exact team in Denver. He says, that's right. He had another great game last night, but – you know, it's Serbian Heritage Night. Uh, I have friends that are there that are that are Serbian. Uh, where I was sitting, there was a big group of Serbian people next to me. And then he gets kicked out. And then all of a sudden, the people I'm with, I'm like, do you notice nobody's cheering? There's a lot of booing going on. What? I mean, I said, this is really odd that an opposing uh, player gets kicked out and gets ejected. And fans aren't cheering. There's more boos than anything else. There were a lot of Serbian uh, people there last night to watch him play, to support him, to watch the little matchup between him and Vooch. But, you know, my friends asked me, well, what do you, what do you think happened? I said, well, I know one, I know two words that he used. And my understanding is, you know, even when I read the report that the officials didn't, wouldn't say what he said, but they said his language warranted one technical and an ejection. So, you know, he mentioned a word that you never say to an official and they don't hesitate. And it's, it's just it's one of those things. And you're exactly right. Sometimes the official maybe feels like he missed a call. But what we don't know is what led to that. It, it wasn't just that single incident. That's what we're focusing on. But I have a feeling there were one or two incidences moving up to that one, to that when he said those two words, pushed that official over the top. And he, that, that official who was trailing the play did not hesitate when he blew the whistle and threw him out of the game. Because he's a guy who just, uh, nah, I don't want to say that. It's easy to say that, right? Oh, he's just overstepping his power. And he's using his, abusing his power. It's too much. Give him a tech. Tell him to shut up. And if he says something again, then I'm going to throw you out. Give him that warning. The fact that he didn't. Like, it's easy to say that. Great point by Will Purdue that we don't know what happened in the lead up to it. It 1,000% was a foul. Got him right across the arm. Um, but we don't know what the lead-up was. So that's, that's, the sad, that's the sad part. It wasn't Serbian Heritage Night. That we do know. But it was an unofficial Serbian Heritage Night. That we do know. Now, a lot of people showed up intentionally to watch uh, one of their favorite players play. And we'll get into a lot of that later. We got Joe Colley on the show at 820. Uh, I'm going to play some post-game stuff as the show continues. And, and we'll get into some Bulls conversations because I had some really interesting takeaways from that one as well. Uh, but... When we come back, we're going to pick up our, our, our Bears conversation, kind of where we left off. Bears taking on the Browns on Sunday. And we just want a sneak peek into 
you know, what this team is really looking like now with Joe Flacco being named the starter for the rest of the season, no Nick Chubb, uh, who was injured earlier in the season, and now they're still somehow, some way, vying for a playoff spot. So on the other side, we get a chance to talk to Tyvis Powell, um, analyst for Browns Radio Network, and hear what he has to say about the state of the team and and how confident they are uh, as to whether or not they can make the playoffs. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Wednesday night here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The School. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 0 for 5 on third. Fields in trouble. Down he goes again. The sixth sack for Cleveland. Miles Garrett has three and a half. It's a new career high. And this Browns defensive line is dominating. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Shout out to Fox for that little highlight right there. I'm sure when not only Justin Fields, but the rest of Chicago... Here's Miles Garrett, or Cleveland for that matter. Just always sends a, a chill through our spine. Bears taking on the Cleveland Browns this weekend. And we get an opportunity to talk to uh, someone from the Browns Radio Network right now. That's pretty cool, man. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, it, it most certainly won't be a repeat of the last time Justin Fields was in Cleveland. Six for 20, 68 yards. Nine sacks. I sure the hell hope so. Uh, but we get to talk about what is what it, it will look like. A new quarterback, um, a running back room that hasn't necessarily played itself out uh, with the new players that are there and, and and a team that looks like they're trying to find their identity but doing a great job of staying afloat. Shout out to the to their coach. Uh, but right now let's talk to, to our next guest uh, joining us on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois, former Ohio State alum. Uh, former NFL alum, analyst for the Browns Radio Network and the Big Ten Network. It is Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for hanging out. Man, thank you for allowing me to come on and spend some time talking some football with uh, you. Don't don't say it like that because I'll keep you for longer than you want. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Tyvis, you and I, <laughs> we're, doing, we're talking about a bunch of stuff about NFL. 
Uh, but let's let's start with the game on Sunday, and 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 more importantly, let's let's start with the identity of of the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah, Joe Flacco coming in, looking like an old ass man in these pictures, killing these young mm. people out here, and you know leading this team to a victory. And you guys, you know, had someone that uh, you guys had the young guy from UCLA, DTR, who I really like, like Pac-12 football, so I was a big fan of his last year. Um, then obviously, you know, you, you guys got our, our our guy that we cut. And then all of a sudden, Joe Flacco takes the lead, and then there's no Nick Chubb, but you guys are still in the playoff race. Like, talk to me about just the feeling around the team. Is it is it shocking to everyone there what's going on, or or do you feel like the, do people feel like no, the foundation was here to allow us to be in this this position that we're in? So inside of that locker room, they they have one thousand percent faith in their team. Okay, so this is something that they manifest. You know, and all the stuff that's been going on off the field, it's been a lot of distractions, a lot of storylines. But that team is so close and so locked in on in the locker room that nothing that the outside world do can affect what they have. And that's a brotherhood and that's a togetherness. I mean, this team has been resilient. You know, it's they're it's like they're dropping like flies with injuries. It seems like every other week there's another player that's on season ending IR and you know they really embrace that next man up mentality I think I got to give a bunch of credit to you know Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski for just you know building this team with a lot of depth you know whoever goes in the game there's not a lot of drop off you know they're still managing to get things done and now that Joe Flacco's in there it's another energy it's a it's a boost of confidence I mean who wouldn't want a Super Bowl MVP as their quarterback you know if you get to the if this if this team can overcome these injuries, which they've been doing this entire season, you know, and make it to the playoffs and finally get a good game plan of who they are, I think they can be a very dangerous team because of Joe Flacco. Talking to former uh, NFL vet and Ohio State alum, Tyrus Powell here on 670 to score. I think you're absolutely right. I can see where Joe Flacco would inject a little bit of life just because it was like a shaky middle for the Cleveland Browns, right, compared to where they're at right now. And you, you lose Nick Chubb, you start feeling a certain type of way. You're not sure if the the team is because you know how it is, right? Once once you start losing a little bit, or, or you have that uncertainty, there's doubt creeps in, and then you're playing for yourself as opposed to the person next to you. What do you think the ceiling is for the Cleveland Browns for you? I mean, let's say they do get the game plan together. Let's say they, everything does start to click. What's that ceiling for you? I think that the foundation of this team, you know, now that they become a, a more a much more physical team, I think that they now right. Don't get me wrong; they got to fix some things in the run game. The last couple of weeks, the run game hasn't been as effective as it's been, you know, prior to them coming out of the bye week. They fixed that. They'll be able to do everything. You know, they'll have a great passing game with Joe Flacco. The running game will be really good, and that defense has been, you know, the identity of this team. You know, I, I said before this season started, you know, watching them in the preseason, I said. That defense is good enough to help them win games and and at worst keep them in games. And that's been the that's been pretty much the mindset of this entire season. You know, outside of maybe the Baltimore game, you know, that was like the only game where they really got blowed out. You know, every other game has been pretty close and you know, it's been a, a up and down offense. Um, I think if this team makes it to the playoffs, man, like I say, they they can be they can make it out. You know, the AFC this year seems to be wide open. There's really no dominant team. Baltimore probably is the only team there, offense, defense, and special teams, even though Devin Duvernay just went on IR, that you can say is probably head and shoulders above a lot of teams. But the Browns is right there with everybody else in the AFC. I mean, they've beaten teams that's over 500. They've beaten a lot of teams that's going to make the playoffs. So that means that this team has what it takes to do something magical this year. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the AFC, Tyvis, right, like more than half of them, 
uh, have records above 500. So, but but everybody's right there in that middle where you're just beating up on each other. Playoffs ended today. Cleveland will be taking on Jacksonville, which I mean, it's a very winnable game. The you know Jacksonville's been an up and down team as well. Um, and again, nobody wants to face that defense, especially not in the playoffs, and especially not with a guy like Joe Flacco, where most games in the NFL come down to the last possession, and you know Joe Flacco can at least put you in field goal range or has has the uh, the resume to prove that he he can do that. But in front of Cleveland, uh, the first game is the Chicago Bears. Is there? Yeah, and I'll use the word. Is there fear uh, with, with the Chicago Bears, you know, coming to town, or, or or is it more like let's just handle business in front of us? I think there. I wouldn't say it's fear. It's more of a respect factor. Okay. You know, okay. in this league, if you want to, if you want to make it in this league, you can't fear anybody. But you do have to give those guys those respect. And you obviously, you know, Justin Fields being back. Listen, Justin Fields. Obviously, I'm a former Buckeye. I'm always rooting for another Buckeye. But Justin <laughs> Fields, these past couple of weeks have, you know, I know the record don't say it, but he. I think a lot of people, you know, they this season has been trying to figure out is he the guy moving forward. And I think as of lately, man, I, I like the way he's been playing. You know, that that running ability that he has scares every defense. It's something that you got to respect, and that's one thing that the Browns struggle with. I mean, listen, Gardner Minshew ran. Uh, he ran for a touchdown. Uh, Russell Wilson was killing us with the RPOs, you know, with the read options. So that's something that you have to be worried about because we have not been good against read options this year. So I'll be interested to see how we do against a, a mobile quarterback. Obviously, we had a chance to go against Lamar, and the first time we played Lamar, he he had an unbelievable game running the ball. So <laughs> if Justin Fields can find some open lanes, or if this this pass rush doesn't keep gap integrity and, and keep they pass their rush lanes and they go past the quarterback, Justin Fields can have a day. Yeah. Obviously, DJ Moore is a guy that you got to keep eyes on. You know, Denzel Ward has been out of the lineup for the past three weeks. Hopefully, he's back. If he's back. Obviously, us Browns fans would be much happy to know that we got a guy that can go one-on-one with D.J. Moore. But if he's not back, you know, Martin Emerson had just coming off of two-game picks. Um, Greg Newsom had a pick last game. So these guys have been stepping up. And I'm confident with that pass rush, although they're beat up, they can still be effective and, and get some hands on uh, Justin Fields. I think Miles had, what, three and a half last year? They last time they faced? It's crazy the amount of sacks he had and the amount of pressure. But – you know, you're a former DB. You understand, hey, man, if my front line can get to the ball or near it at least and make a quarterback throw a, a pass that is just a tick too early, then I'm going to have the ability to jump on those. And that's why that, that DB group from the Cleveland Browns has been taking advantage of that. And Justin, I mean, he's been playing well as of late, but let's let's live there. We're talking to Tyvis Powell, uh, former Ohio State alum, as he mentioned, analyst for Browns Radio Network here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. I mean, all right, let's talk about Justin Fields for real, though. Like, how, like, like. I am of the uh, – here's my opinion on him, all right, Typhus, and it is this. First of all, I'm already – I'm still scoring from Mitch Trubisky, right? So it's hard for me to give my whole, whole heart to somebody, right? You know how that is. It's like, it's like, like, like my, my ex did me wrong, now I got a new boo, and I just – I don't want to give you my heart the same way, right? So I'm there. I get it. No, okay? I get that. I'm there. And then, and then it's like, well, I want to believe my eyes, right? And, and what my eyes are telling me is that Justin Fields isn't a top 10 quarterback. All right, that's my that's been my 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 hill that I'm standing on. Right, is that I think he's like a 13 to 17 quarterback, and he's you know he's good, but he's not great. And when you look at the top 10 quarterbacks in the league, they are very good. And I don't think he fits into that space. Nor do I think because a lot of the people in Chicago would say, well, you know, it's Lou Getze. It's he needs more weapons. He needs a, an even better offensive line. And my hope, my counter to that is, 
Well, even if he has all of those, mm-hmm. I still don't think he will fall into that top 10 category. Tell me your thoughts on Justin Fields, someone that played for your Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> I, is he a top 10 quarterback? I think he has all the intangibles to be that. I mean, Justin makes throws sometimes where it's just like, man, that's a ball. I mean, he threw a ball to, I think, DJ Moore last, last week for a touchdown. Dying. And I was, was like, that, that's an incredible throw. I do believe that he has to be more consistent. And I think that's probably the biggest knock for him. He'll throw you a, he'll throw a pass like that to DJ Moore, but then a couple of plays later, he'll throw a, a something that you're like, what in the world are you doing? Right, right. right. So I think that for him, I think the Chicago Bears have to treat him pretty similar to how, you know, how the Lions did with Jared Goff or how the, the Philadelphia dumb did with, with Jalen Hurts. No, no, not dumb it down. I think you have to get – you have to, the only way you're going to find out what you have with Justin Fields is you need to take care of everything else but the quarterback position. So that means go get an offensive line. Go get you another wide, or number one wide receiver, okay, and find out. Make it so where it's, everything is set. And if it doesn't work, it's only one person to look at, and that would be the quarterback. And then I think you'll have your answer. I think it'll be easy to move on after that because you've fixed everything else. Quarterbacks, obviously, it's hard to pick a good one. So if you ever get one that you think is good, you got to hold on to them. But you might be able to draft one. You might be able to trade for one. But I think that the, the best move for the Chicago Bears right now is to fix everything around Justin Fields, give him one year with, with a good offensive line, with a good play caller, with a good wide receiver one, and mm-hmm. I think you'll find out if he is the guy or not. But I believe it or not, I think if you give him that type of that type of weapons and that type of protection, I think he'll shock you. I think he don't want to be a runner, but I think he runs because he has to. And that always is something that is very dangerous to a defense. I love hearing that, Tyvis, because I mean I think ultimately, right, because I'm 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 born and raised here in Chicago. I'm like a real, real, real Bears fan, right? So for me, I'd love for him to prove me wrong. Cause then that means we got a winner, right? That, that means we got somebody that's out here handling business. My problem is, and this is the, the counter I have for you, and I'm curious as, as to your, your take on this, is that you've now had two number one picks in the draft two years in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And in both of those instances, there was uncertainty at the quarterback position. And as a GM, you seem like a very smart person that is way in tune with everything that's going on right now. As a, I'm telling you to put your GM hat on, not, not, mm-hmm. not, 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 not your football hat, your GM hat. You have the number one pick two years in a row, is the is the is the mindset the same where you 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 want to go take a Marvin Harrison Jr. and an offensive lineman, which are two top ten pick two top ten picks, instead of say, number one pick in the draft two years in a row and don't take a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what I'll say to that. This is my counter to your counter. I love this. You, you go get that. You let's say you draft Caleb Williams. Let's say Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the draft. Let's say you draft Caleb Williams. You still ain't got an offensive line, and you still ain't got no weapons to throw to. So you're still in the same spot. You're pretty much running on a treadmill. So I think until you fix the other things, you can't get the number one quarterback. Because like I say, it's not like Justin. If Justin Fields was a Tyvis, you're gonna get you're gonna get an offensive that. lineman. You're gonna get an offensive lineman with your second pick. The only thing you're not gonna get is a number one wide receiver in Marvin Harrison Jr. Right? But you can go get you know Romeo Adunze. You can go get all these somebody else by moving up and getting that weapon right and and. I guess that's how I feel. And, and and I don't think – I'm not out here saying, like, oh, I believe in Caleb Williams. I actually like Drake May better. But my Do thing – really? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know about Drake May. I feel like he don't perform in big games. And in the NFL, it's nothing but a big stage. I hear that. 
I hear that. I guess for me, it's, it has more to do what I saw last year from both of them. Like this year, I was too much trying to okay. trying to push let against me, them. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Yeah, I love okay, this. Let me ask you, I, I told you, you, I'll, keep you I'll keep you for a long time, Tyvis. I told you I'll keep you for a long time. Let me ask you this, yeah. okay? Would you be opposed to them taking their first two picks, getting a, getting a Marvin Harrison and getting the offensive lineman, and in the second round maybe getting a quarterback? Tell me, tell me the quarterback. Is it Michael Penix? Let's say it's Michael Penix. <laughs> oh, dangerous, Tyvis. You play a dangerous game. Because <laughs> here's, here's why I say that. My In my scenario, in my dream scenario, Justin Fields is still taking the first snap next season. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, so I, I have another quarter. I haven't moved down from Justin Fields, even though I'm taking a quarterback with a top pick. Right? I don't, we don't even have to say their names. But even though I'm taking, I still have Justin Fields there to give him the opportunity to continue to see if he can grow off of that, and then they can make a decision. Because what's wrong with having two good quarterbacks, right? And and, and making a decision then. San Fran did it. Well, I mean, Kansas well, City I mean, did it. You, the Eagles did you it. Get, you get two good quarterbacks. The one benefit of that is every season a quarterback is going down. I mean, that's true. Obviously, this year it's been like 53, something like that, new quarterbacks playing this season. So it's going to be an injury. That means his trade value is going to go through the roof. So if you want to do it that way and you believe that Caleb Williams or whoever you're – or Drake May in your, in your case, <laughs> you believe Drake May is the answer, then – You'll be trading Justin Fields at some point in yes. time. And, 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 and we, I agree because because we know that Ryan Poles isn't afraid to trade somebody at the deadline, right? He did it year one, uh, he did it year two, and so it, it, he, we know he's capable of doing it. I just I go back to the whole being scoring thing, and it's like I think maybe Caleb Williams is just like I don't want another Justin Fields, right? So I just want something different, like a nice pocket passer that, that is an actual quarterback that gets like just something different again right because we've had the Mitch we've had Justin well, we've had so something else thing, if you, you you can't with that offensive line right now there's no way you believe trust that just a pure pocket pass well that's, <laughs> that's why you're getting work. that's why with, with your number five through eight pick you're taking one of the top tackles in the league and you know you have Darnell Wright who's holding that down what? Tevin Jenkins well well I don't think just one is just gonna solve everything right. like, it's you gotta take a center but... you gotta take a center yeah. later in the draft <laughs> I hear what you're saying I hear the count. I hear the counters, and I guess for me, it's it's just more so of of the of the uncertainty around Justin Fields, right? Where where like you just said in the beginning of the conversation, he could throw a dime to DJ Moore, and then on a screen pass, he could hit the running back's feet, and and you're yeah. just like, what's going on there? And I think for me, because you remember, you have to you, it, because you have the number one pick, you got to be thinking to yourself like, am I going to give Justin this money? Right? Am I going to give him this money next year when it when when it's time to pay him like uh, Daniel Jones in New York? And it's like I don't want to be in the same position as the Giants, right? And if I have the opportunity to bring in someone young who will start in a better predicament than Justin Fields did when he first got here, right? When Justin Fields got here, the defense is going to be better now and trending in the right direction. You do have a DJ Moore, and you can't continue to add. You've locked in Cole Komet, who's better now than he was. Maybe the running back room isn't as solid, but. You know, whatever quarterback that is, just like you mentioned, there's hella quarterbacks playing in the league this year. You see Jake Browning coming in getting dubs, DeVito getting wins, Tyson Bajan came in and got some wins. So, you know, to get someone in and to build a team around, I don't know, Tyvis, man. Talk me off the ledge, man. That's really what I'm saying. I feel like I'm convincing myself now as I'm talking, but, <laughs> but, but it's because, it's because, you know what it is? Ultimately, I want the team to be great for 10 years. And I think that's why the Browns went and got Deshaun Watson because they were tired of everything and they just wanted to have some some control and some certainty over their team. 
I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe I think that in y'all last couple of years, it's been so many, so much turnaround that I think I would want just stability. I think that's what it is. I think, and if I think if I got a guy, like I, I don't like I say, if he was a bum, like I would, I would say move on. Right. But you just said you started this off by saying you think he's somewhere between 13 and 17 as yeah. a quarterback. And he's doing that with no offensive line play, and he's doing that with very limited skill, with very skill, limited skill receivers. So I think you true. What? Why? How do you know if you fix the line and get him another weapon that he doesn't become a top ten guy? You know, this at the at worst case scenario, his legs alone will help y'all win games, and that's something that not a lot of quarterbacks can offer you. And that's something that a, a defensive coordinator has to worry about. So if a defensive coordinator has to plan, you know, take maybe take a linebacker, maybe he has to be a spy for the game. That's one less guy in coverage. Maybe you go get Drake May, but Drake May ain't going to make nobody put a quarterback spy and make one less guy be in coverage. So yeah. every game you have an advantage over the defense because they have to assign somebody on Justin Fields. As long as you get some more weapons in there, then he gets more options to throw to. And I also think that you need a run game. You know, treat it like Lamar. When Lamar has his best seasons is when that, that running back is going. Yeah. If you got a running back going, now you can run RPO off of that. He would be dangerous in RPO. Even DJ Moore would be would benefit. Think about if you had, let's say for for argument's sake, let's say you had a running back like Nick Chubb, and y'all ran RPO with Nick Chubb. Oh my God! That linebacker got to step up. <laughs> right. The other linebacker can't go nowhere because he got to keep his eyes on Justin Fields. Now you got DJ Moore hitting a slant behind them, and one on one, he should win a lot of coverage. Now it becomes a dangerous offense. So I like I say, I think that y'all have okay. something there. And it's something to build off of. And it's something that not a lot of NFL quarterbacks can say. Only person that can say they got a quarterback that can really scramble like that is who? Lamar and Kyler yeah. Murray. So I think that right now y'all have an advantage, but y'all just got to build around that advantage. Okay. I got to be honest. You know, I've been I've been standing on the hill for quite quite some time now for this season, Tyvis. And you're the first person that actually, you know, tugged me back down a little bit. I got to admit, you made me feel good about this. But I'm like, you know what? I think he's right. I wonder if I wonder what that would look like. But man, I appreciate I'll tell, you. I'll tell you what, we'll Talk find out this Sunday. It's I know a great that's right. This so what, what, what's your what's your prediction? I know you got one. Uh, my predict. I haven't really thought about it. My prediction: this game would probably be something like mm, I'd say seventeen-seven Browns. <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm laughing because it's probably true, and that's why I think that's funny. All right. Uh, well, we will see. I, I, I want want to get you back on, man. Uh, we'll talk uh, college football playoffs. You cool with that? Absolutely, man. Thank right. you. I love it, man. Yeah, of course. You were great. I, I can already tell we'd be boys if you lived here. So uh, I will get you back <laughs> on so we can chat about uh, the college football playoff and your thoughts on that. Thanks for hanging out, man. I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Tyvis Powell, former Ohio State alum and NFL uh, alum as well. He's the analyst for the Browns Radio Network and the Big Ten Network. Uh, make sure you guys follow him on social media. That was great. That was great. He had some great stuff there. I love his, his energy. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. I look forward to talking to him again uh, soon. He actually put me in a good mood. Uh, all right. Um, let's continue to football talk. Uh, the Browns players and coaches, Stefanski and such, they talked to the to the media as well. What did they have to say about the Chicago Bears? Play a little bit for of that for you on the other side. And then don't forget, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, another former NFLer, uh, hanging out at 7.20 p.m. right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 
670 the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What do you see when you look at this Bears defense, John? Well, they've been creating turnovers recently, and um, I think they make you kind of go the long way, um, and, and, you know, and just be patient. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. That's Joe Flacco talking about the Chicago Bears defense and their ability to create turnovers over the last few games. Crazy we're talking about Joe Flacco. Like, what the hell? Did I go in a time machine? He was on his couch about three weeks ago. Literally. But I'll tell you, man, you look at the picture of him in the locker room and they put a side-by-side of like him with the Jets and then him with, with Cleveland. And if there's one place you could look at on a man's body where that you can like see their age, it's by their eyes and when they smile and the amount of lines that they have there. Tyler, baby T, you're 22. You don't even have one line by your eye, all right? Not even one. Joe Flacco, in the second picture of him in Cleveland, got like 10. It's wild because it gets the Jets, it's nothing. And then Joe Flacco comes. Like, Joe, it's such a Bears thing to let a guy like Joe Flacco just slice you up. It's like such a Bears thing to do. I've been watching this team too long where I've seen that before. And that's what I'm nervous about, Gabe, is the veteran presence. He's going he's gonna to find the holes in Eberflus' defense and take advantage of them. Well, I think any, any offense operates at a high level when the quarterback can get the ball out quickly. It's a systematic kind of a thing, and that's what Joe Flacco is. He's not going to you know, go over the top too often, but he's going to systematically dink and dunk and, and operate the offense effectively and – you know, understand defenses, where the pressure's coming from, minimize the mistakes. He's a professional. And, you know, he is a comp to Justin Fields when people are like, hey, you can have a mediocre quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. So, you know, Justin Fields will be able to see that firsthand. Uh, Kevin Stefanski talked about uh, the Bears as well um, to the media, specifically about uh, Justin Fields and, and actually the offense as a whole. And, yeah, it's uh, Justin Fields uh, saying that he says that Justin Fields is a challenge. You just turn on the tape. This is a good football team. I think it's uh, starting with their offense. Justin Fields is is a challenge. He is so big and so strong, uh, can make every throw. Um, And DJ Moore, Cole Komet, you name it, uh, good players really all over that offense, and, and it's a huge challenge. And then, of course, you know, the offensive line has been playing better as of late, so that's going to be interesting as well. But, you know, you got to respect everyone, you know, at all three levels. Uh, and speaking of all three levels, Stefanski continued to talk about the Bears and the playmakers that the Bears have on those three levels as well. 
Defensively, I think Coach Eberflus does a great job having gone against him before. We have a lot of coaches that know Coach Flus well. Uh, he's really good. Uh, puts his guys in positions to make plays, and, and they have playmakers. I think you really go to all three levels of the defense, and, and I think they have playmakers, good players. Uh, so huge challenge. Special teams, they do a great job. A couple different returners that, that we have to prepare for. So uh, going to be a, a, a huge challenge for us down there. But uh, you know, our focus is on this work week, getting our work in today, making sure that we know uh, what we're doing so we can go play fast on Sunday. Yeah, Cleveland Browns 8-5 and five right now. Uh, currently got the top wild card spot, first wild card team in. Six and one at home. That's impressive. Six and one at home. Two and four on the road. Six and three in the AFC. It's impressive, to say the least. They almost have as many losses as they have starting quarterbacks this year. <laughs> True. They've started so many. Um, and then people keep talking about their defense. But, you know, they've allowed 272 points, which out of all the current playoff teams in the AFC, that would be third, fourth. It's right in the middle. A bunch of other defenses that have been allowing fewer points. Pittsburgh has allowed fewer points than Cleveland. Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens have allowed fewer points uh, than the Cleveland Browns. So that's interesting. Uh, But they've been putting up a lot, 289 points. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, and obviously Stefanski was, you know, talking about the Bears and singing their high praise. But what does, you know, another player think about them? We heard from Joe Flacco. Well, Greg Newsom plays defense, cornerback for the uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, was asked about Fields and uh, just, you know, uh, what he thinks about him as a football player. Hey, Greg, when you watch uh, Fields, like what really jumps out of you? Uh He's a great player. Um, I think he gets a lot of critique from the media and things like that, but he's a great player. I've been playing him since uh, college. Um, he can make every single throw, has a strong arm. Uh, he runs like a running back. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like Cam Newton style of being able to be a physical runner but can also make a bunch of throws. So um, I think he definitely gets a lot of critique, but I think he's also a, a great young player too. Criticism, but yeah. Um, Greg Newsom played at Northwestern. Should have knew it was – should have known it was – Criticism. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that matchup plays out. I got to be honest, man. I am in the minority when it comes to my take on Justin Fields. When I talk to former players or anything like that, and I'm like, "What? What am I? What? Why am I so wrong on this? If I'm wrong, like, why am I so wrong on this? Every single person is in on Justin Fields. Every, excuse me, let me take that back. Every former or current football player is in on Justin Fields. We're going to talk to Corey Wood in 720. In. Tyvis Powell, who covers Cleveland. In. Greg Newsom. In. Even talking about the criticism he receives. So uh, that's wild to me. It's wild to me. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't. No, no. I take that back. I don't get it. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to understand it. Like, what are they seeing that I'm not seeing? That they think Justin Fields is good? And they're like, dude, he's good. What are you guys talking about? Is it more so you just don't want to get roped in believing someone's the guy again only to be let down, a.k.a. Mitchell Trubisky? You know, I jokingly say that, Tyler. Tyler Ferengal producing today. I jokingly say that. But I, again, I, I want to be very honest with myself. And it is I'm trying to believe my eyes. As a football fan that watches a ton of football, 
and I've seen quarterback play, right, from the best of the best to the worst of the worst, I know what that spectrum looks like. I, I, I can visualize that bell curve. And when I watch Justin Fields play and I try to place him on that bell curve, never am I like, oh, he's on this far right end that's of the greats. Never. I'm always just like, bro, you don't suck. You don't suck. You don't, you're not a sucky quarterback. You're right in the middle, though. And, but I couldn't be further from the truth if it were to come to anybody else. All right, well, like I mentioned, Corey Wooten, we're going to get a chance to talk to him uh, at 720. But before that, Tyler, open up these phone lines. Tyler Ferengal's producing today. If you call in right now, he's going to be, be the one picking up the phone and he'll lay, lace you up and line you up so I could talk to you because I do have my thoughts about Justin Fields. And, and Tyrus Powell was able to talk me off my hill a little bit. But I'm just curious. I feel like I need to have more of this conversation, like an open debate about Justin Fields. Don't call up here and be like, you're stupid if you think Justin Fields is good or you're stupid if you think Justin Fields is bad. Let's talk about why. Let's talk about the why. We're, I'm about solutions, not problems. 312-644-6767. Call me up, man. Tell me what you're thinking about Justin Fields heading into this Cleveland game, what you want from him, or what you think he's going to do. 312-644-6767. I'll take your phone calls after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 